Hi, my name is Judy Lynn Cabal, and I want to welcome you to the Making Today Matter podcast. My prayer and desire is just to be an encouragement to anyone who comes across this show. I am a Christian, a wife, a mama to three, and I have a passion to help other wives, moms, and ladies be the women that God created them to be. In a culture that's constantly changing, and in a world that's fighting for our attention on a daily basis, we need women like you. Yes, you. You matter. Today matters, and God can use you to make today matter. So join me as we discover the author who is writing each of our stories and uncover the destiny we each were meant to fulfill. So you have probably determined what your priorities are or what they should be and you have removed or are in the process of removing any hindrances or stumbling blocks. Now you've arrived at the place where you need to replace those hindrances with helpers and those stumbling blocks with stepping stones. Although I consider the first and second steps to be very important, if you just stop at step two, then you will become stagnant. Upon finding out what is hindering you from growing, developing, or progressing, you need to replace that with something that can help you. For example, let's say I'm struggling with time management on social media. I'm not necessarily looking at or posting bad stuff, but maybe the time I am putting towards social media has caused me to neglect my top priorities, therefore causing me to waste time instead of investing it into something profitable. The first thing I would do once I realized that the time spent on social media was hindering me is to take a break from it. Out of sight, out of mind. Some may claim that that only works for children, but if it's worked for me, it can definitely work for you. After I remove social media from my presence, whether it be deleting the apps on my phone or temporarily disabling my accounts, I would then replace the time I would normally spend on social media doing something else. Having replacements help to get your mind off of your hindrances. I have to admit, there were many times when I did stray, um, when I would take a social media break or a social media fast and I would stray from that. But take note of this, after you get rid of something that may be toxic or hurting you in any way, when you go back to it, you you usually don't feel the same way. You might even feel gross, which I did after I took a a fast from social media maybe a few months ago, uh, just because of all the negativity that was going on. But if you've taken a break from anything and replaced it with something more beneficial, then you no longer have a taste or crave for that old thing. Or you might view it in a different way, maybe with more caution or discernment. However, it's actually difficult in the time we live in to not use technology or social media. Both of these things are not bad, um, but they can be tools for bad. The power lies in you. You know, you have the power to post or not post. You have the power to encourage or discourage. You can either build up or tear down. Whether you choose to use social media or not, Remember that it is a tool. Two weeks ago, we heard the story of Mr. Ralston on my last episode whose arm got stuck while on a canyon. And he could have chosen to stay there, stuck, and just waiting to die. Or he could have removed the thing that might have been beneficial at one time, but at that very moment, it was actually life-threatening. You know, I'm not sure where he is now or if he is still alive. Um, I haven't researched that, but... Because he chose to remove the negative, he was able to live longer. And what person in their right mind wouldn't want to live a life that is profitable or beneficial? Honestly, I would say the person isn't right in their mind. 
I can't really go into details about what helpers or stepping stones are because we all have different struggles and different hindrances. But if you determine what's hindering you or hurting you, then you can determine what can help you. So this episode includes um, three tasks that I'm going to mention. And task number one. This is a question that um, we often don't ask ourselves. Um, maybe we, we need to ask ourselves on a regular basis. But have I admitted to myself my need for help? And if not, what or who is preventing me from doing so? There comes a time when we each have to acknowledge we need help. I don't say this to discourage you, but to remind you that help is available. 1 Corinthians 10, 12, the Bible says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. You know, it's easy to believe that we are all right. And many times that is the truth. It took me a while to accept the fact that depression or other mental problems could exist in any Christian's life. But the longer I am in ministry and the more I meet people of all backgrounds, I don't doubt that these issues are real. And we can turn the blind eye or just avoid the truth that people are truly struggling, whether they are Christian or not, or we can accept that these struggles are real. Remember this, being a Christian does not exempt you from the problems of this world. But while you do experience such problems, we have an advantage. We have the Lord and the Lord has us. When we are not all right, it can be the most difficult and lonely times. It's usually easier to keep our problems to ourselves. And while I don't advocate or encourage you to proclaim your problems to the world, it does help to have someone be there for you. And many times, you just need someone to vent out to or pour your heart out to. However, don't forget to go to the Lord first. He's the answer to all our problems. He may not calm the storms of your life, but he can calm you as his child. So there you have it. Have you admitted to yourself your need for help? And who are we kidding? We all need help. We are sinful beings who mess up every single day and many times every single moment. Um, Exodus 3.11, the Bible says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? If you don't know who Moses was, he was just an ordinary person that God used in an extraordinary way. He acknowledged who he was, unworthy, inadequate, non-eloquent, and how incapable he was of trying to convince Pharaoh to let his people go. Yet, God used him. He admitted who he was, and God showed him who he was, almighty and able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And in verse 12 of that same chapter, in Exodus chapter 3, And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve a God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. You know what? If we're not careful, we will look at our circumstances instead of looking at 
our Christ. We will look at our struggles or situations instead of looking at our Savior. Today, maybe God is just reminding us that He is that He is. We don't need anything more. He is enough, and whatever He does is enough. It is in our weakness that God can make us strong. 1 Corinthians one twenty seven. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. I don't know about you, but I would rather go through life in the strength of the Lord than in my own strength. Okay, next. Task number two. Who can help keep me accountable? Accountability is something that lacks greatly in our society. As a teen, I was encouraged to always have an accountability partner, whether it be for Bible reading, prayer, or just staying pure. Did I always have one? No. And usually it was because I was too prideful or thought that I could handle it all on my own. But here are some steps to help with finding your accountability partner. First, find someone you trust. Find someone whom you know won't look down upon you when you fail. But also find someone who will be honest with you and correct you when necessary. You know, true friends will be with you through, through the good and bad. Secondly, unless you're married, find someone that is the same gender. I don't have a lot of time on this episode to talk about the precautions we need to take with the opposite gender. As married people, it's not easy to have your spouse as your accountability partner in everything. Um, but I do find it healthy to be able to look out for each other. You know, my husband is my best friend. I tell him just about everything. I do my best to be open with him. And whether I'm struggling with something spiritually, financially, mentally, relationally, or physically, he will be the first one to know. Usually. Um, you know, other than God. God knows everything. But here on earth, it's him. Um, now, there are other times when my accountability partners uh, were my girlfriends. I recently had a month of prayer with my friends from high school and it was just nice to keep each other accountable as we prayed for our country every day uh, during that month. So find somebody that you can trust. Find someone who is the same gender as you. Unless you're married, then you know your spouse should um, be your accountability partner at some time in your marriage. Um, and thirdly, find someone who is at the same level or more mature spiritually. When you want to be accountable to someone, it means that you want them checking up on you. Now, they shouldn't be doing so 24-7, you know, 365 days a year because that's really annoying. But um, it should be on a pretty regular basis, you know. The importance of having an accountability partner who is mature spiritually is vital. I wouldn't want to pour my heart out to someone who doesn't have the discernment or wisdom to keep it to themselves. Nor would I want to share some sensitive information with someone who will just share that information with other people. Find someone whom you know loves Jesus and has a wisdom that comes from above and not the wisdom from this earth. Now, choosing someone who may be older in the faith or more mature spiritually is not meant to put you down or say that you are less spiritual or, you know, that they are even better. But the purpose of this point is so you can have someone who can give you the wisdom and discernment that you may not yet have. Think about it like this. 
I would rather ask an older mom how she dealt with her teenagers than ask someone my own age who hasn't even experienced having teenagers. So, there is wisdom in the multitude of counselors, and especially if that multitude includes people who have already gone down the road you are in or experienced something that you could learn from. Okay? All right, next. Task number three. Start helping yourself by receiving help today. You know, this step is not possible if you don't first accomplish step one, admitting that you do need help. It's one thing to acknowledge your need for help. It's another thing to ask for help. It may be hard at first, but eventually, when you don't ask for the help you need, you will break down or you will break apart. And let's not get to that point. Let's avoid it as much as possible. So how can you get that help beginning today? First, pray for God's help. We need God's help first and foremost, more than the help of any other person. Sure, it's easier to go to someone you can see or feel or touch, but God deserves to be the priority in any and every part of your life, whether it be good or bad. And this shouldn't be a one-time thing. You know, praying for God's help shouldn't be a one-time thing. This should be a daily thing because every day we need Him. All right, secondly, Pray for a godly accountability partner. Pray that God would give you someone who will sincerely care for you, pray for you, love on you, be honest with you, and build you up. Ask that person if they would be, I'm sorry, lastly, ask that person if they would be willing to keep you accountable. And you need to be straight up with them, you know, and inform them of the area you need help in. It could be um, helping keep you accountable with reading your Bible, or speaking kind words to your husband, or being wise financially, or not complaining, or not having that critical spirit. They can't help you if they don't know what you need help with or help in. All right? So we're going to do a quick recap. The questions you need to ask yourself are, number one, have I admitted to myself my need for help in this or that area, whatever the area may be that you're um, struggling with. And if not, what or who is hindering you from doing so? Secondly, who can help keep uh, me accountable? Who can help keep you accountable? Who do you trust? Who can you rely on? And number three, how can I receive help beginning today? And it starts, you know, by acknowledging that you want to start helping yourself therefore you will receive help from others well that concludes this episode and if you found something to be helpful would you please kindly share with someone and you know i would greatly appreciate it um thank you for those that have uh, messaged me and shared that um, these episodes have been a help and have been encouraging. I really appreciate it. You know, you're taking the time to listen. I know you could be doing anything, could be listening to anything else, but thank you so much for taking the time. And if you still have not grabbed the free printable for this episode, please go ahead and click the link provided in the show notes and... Join me next week as I conclude this series of numbering our days. Alrighty, ladies. Talk to you again. Bye.